So uh, reminds me of the older couple. They've been married about 50 years. And the wife and husband's sitting around and and the wife tells him, said, you need, you need to get up and go do something. So he got up and left. Pretty soon he came back. He's sitting over eating a can of peaches. His wife said, what are you doing? Said, I'm eating these peaches. Where'd you get them? I stole them. You what? You better not have stole them. So she calls the popo. Popo come and get him. They haul him off. So he's standing before the judge. And the judge said, I'm going to make an example out of you, buddy. How many peaches in that can? He said, six. Six days in jail. Pretty soon there was a voice at the back of the courtroom, and it was his wife. And he said, Your Honor, he also stole a can of peas. <laughs> You'll get it there, Jeffer. do when we're broken? How many times? And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul does. Here's a church that's broken. Jew and Gentile, they're broken. Their lives are broken. And it's like a skilled surgeon comes in. That skilled surgeon comes in and he, he takes care of that brokenness of that bone and that skilled surgeon. I can't tell you how many times I've been in a waiting room and that surgeon comes out and visits with the family and they had back surgery. You don't know anything about this, D.C. How many times, if you guys have had a back surgery, and that surgeon comes out and said, man, I did a beautiful job. And they start bragging on their artwork, and they brag about their plumbing, and I'm not knocking anything going on. And, about, and when the numbness comes out, and all the anesthetic wears off, and they say, man, I'm still hurting. And then other times, things are right. The Apostle Paul comes in, like a skilled surgeon, and he takes care of the situation. Usually in that brokenness, it's difficult for us to praise God, isn't it? And Sprout mentioned a while ago how we get to mention and we get to be people of grace. And then he said, here's a tough one, how we get to be people of grace to somebody else. Oh, rats. Because you and I know how to pick other people's faults, don't we? It's kind of like you and I looking at the floor that we're sitting on or the floor that's in this room and you look at one of those specks and you'll think one of those specks is loose and you reach down there to pick it up. And we just zeroed in on that speck and you and I do that with one another, don't we? We'll zero in on their why do they live like that? Why does he do that? Why do they talk that way? Why don't we, why don't we? And then Sprout said, how about us showing grace to somebody else? Am I the only one that gets to receive the grace? Are you the only one? How about me and you showing grace to somebody else? When we talk about the grace of God, I have what I have because of the what? Grace of God. I do what I do because of the grace of God. I go ultimately because of the grace of God. And I'm living because of the grace of God. Grace, grace, God's grace. We need to say it more often about how God has given us grace because that's God's grace is the only reason that I get to receive some 
that I get to breathe today. That's the only reason, because of God's grace. In verse 13, Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to start. Let's read that chapter, all right? Ephesians chapter 1, I'll be reading out of the New International. Let's stand while I read this text, all right? Would you stand with me, please, if you can? <clears throat> Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. Notice those last two words in verse 4. And he chose us holy, blameless, and the last two words, in love. Amen, Billy. In love. Verse 5, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Verse 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Verse 9, and he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. Verse 10, to be put into effect when the times will have reached their fulfillment to bring all things in heaven and earth, heaven and on earth together under one head, even Christ. Verse 11, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Verse 12, in order that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ, amen, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. You may be seated. Now, that's a great blessing, believers in Christ, of what he's given us and the, and the response of how you and I can and how you and I get to. We get to praise, praise our Father. And I want to encourage us to do more praising, to do more praising for God, what he does for us. And number one, on your paper that you have, number one, every, every spiritual blessing. He blesses me, and he pours out his good word on our behalf. How many times people will say something ugly about you, about us, about this church, and then somebody steps up on our behalf? How does that feel? We don't even have to say anything, do we, Coffee? I don't have to say anything. And somebody steps up, but notice what Jesus has done. He steps up on our behalf because the, the blessings are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says in Colossians 2, verse 10, 
In him you have been made complete. Man, that is good news, isn't it? But where does the completeness come from? When I'm in who? Because when I'm in Christ, then I have that completeness. Number two, in verse four, he's chosen us in Christ. How many times we've been involved in a situation and, and somebody chose you, chose us. I've been in sports all my life and sometimes I didn't get chosen until the last one. How'd that make me feel? But how did that make me feel when I was chosen first? But I look at how, how God has chosen me and you and he's chosen us first and we get to praise him. Amen? Hey, how we get to praise him because he chose us. Am I worthy of being chosen? Are you worthy of being chosen? How many of us are worthy? Not a one of us, but we are because of who? Because of the cross, which sides it on. Because of the cross, he's chosen me. And every spiritual blessing is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verse 4 and 5, he adopted us. Number 3, number 3, he adopted us. Our children are adopted. Their paradigm, which means how they view things. Every one of us have a different paradigm, don't we? And that paradigm means how I view things and you view things, how I view things. Our children look at adoption different than I look at adoption. Why? Because somebody chose them. Somebody that's never adopted any children. You have to take the children that come along and whatever their children are, then you take them. It was sad the other day whenever a grandma told me, said the mother didn't want her children. When all these parents out here, all these mamas, how many mamas that are wanting children because they may not can have any children? And here's a mother that doesn't want her children. And I think of our adopted children and what they feel and what they think and what they know and how my wife and I could provide for an adopted child what they couldn't have from their birth mom. But even better than that and even greater than that is how God adopted us because adoption in Christ. R.C., you know something about adoption, don't you? But do you really know anything about adoption? Yeah, he knows more than... But it's a special event, isn't it? A very special event that that takes place. And look at the special event that we find. And uh, here's the bottom line of that motivation of, of that adoption. One word. Love. That love for every time you turn on TV, not every time. Oftentimes you watch television and they're always wanting somebody to adopt all these dogs and cats and, and snakes and spiders and all that kind of stuff. And say, man, we've got all these, all these animals that need to be adopted. And you who love animals, what do you say? Man, I'm going to go get a couple of them. I'm going to go get two or three of them. I remember the lady that had 36 cats in her house. And she croaked. And they have to go in and clean up the mess because she had been gone for several weeks before she lived alone other than the 36 cats. Had to go in. But here's this lady that loved all these cats. And all they're doing is producing more cats and more cats and more cats. And what happened? She had a, had a love for animals. But even greater than that, how much God loves us and he adopted us. Can't even compare the motivation of love. And the motivation of love as an act, as an act of that love, there's the adoption.
because he loved us before the foundation of the world. And we become sons and daughters. Man, is that good news? We become good sons and daughters as a result because he adopted me. And here's the beautiful part about that. That adopted son or daughter receives the same benefits as a biological son or daughter. The same benefits. Whenever I croak, I'm going to leave my $1.298 with my kids, and they can spend that $1.298, and they can blow it how long? And they get the same benefit, don't they? But better than that, God chose me to be adopted, and I'm a part of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit because I'm one of His children. Man, those are powerful benefits. John 15, <clears throat> verse 16 says, You didn't choose me. I chose you. How huge is that? Knowing that Jesus chose us. You know, but by me knowing that, then I want to live different. I'm going to talk different because I've been chosen by who? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This morning, Apple shared with us a clown that didn't get it. And he was living a fake life. Living a fake life. He was a fake all the way through. And because of his fake life, he never got it. And he went out and committed suicide because he couldn't get it together. Because he chose not to, one word, he chose not to obey. That's all it was. You say, man, that's tough. How many times you and I lie in our lives and we don't want to <clears throat> surrender and obey? <clears throat> man, I think back. Chicago was talking about when he was growing up, when he didn't obey and he's wanting somebody else to help him out because I'm going to get, I'm going to get in trouble with my family because I messed up over here and I'm going to bring my buddy home with me and maybe I won't get a spanking until next week. Hey, can I go spend the night with him and that not, and not, or can he spend the night with me? Because he hadn't what? Nobody told him that he disobeyed. He already knew it, didn't he? And we know it when we disobey our father. But the relationship that I have because I've been adopted before the foundation of the world, he predestined us to be sons and daughters. Number four. I love number four. And that's the word redemption. Redemption. <clears throat> that means to tie back. In Christ, we have redemption. Because he tied me back. He tied me back because I've been out wandering around without any connection at all. <clears throat> but he tied me back. I'm doing some tree trimming because my neighbor's tree decided to come over on our property. And so there's some big old limbs about as big around as uh, Billy's legs. Pretty big legs. Bigger than that. About that big around. And so they come over to my property. So guess who they belong to? Belong to my bones. So I got to clean them up. I get to clean them up. Not God, I get to. You see what happens when I change, change one word? You say, man, I got it. I'm going to go down there and tell that guy. What if I just say, man, I get to what? And then during the night, my neighbor across the street sees there's light on in the backyard in my she shed. In the she shed, the light's on. He comes over. What's going on? It's 11 o'clock. What are you doing? And that's all he had. That's all he said. And guess what he does then? Goes to work. Pitches in. Starts getting her done. Because I couldn't have done it without him because he's bigger and stronger. And, he, and number one, he's younger. Does that make any difference? Yes, but it doesn't make any difference with Jesus because he, he still adopted us. And secondly, I've been redeemed by the blood. 
and without the blood, there is no remission of what? No remission of sins. Praise God for the redemption in him. I can praise him for the redemption. Remember what it says? To tie back. All the way from Genesis chapter 1. God has provided a way to tie man back to God. And because of sin, you hear that? Because of sin, I'm no longer in fellowship. But God provided Jesus. Wipe that sin out because of one word. What's that one word? Come on, Jeffrey, you know what that one word is. Blood. Because of the blood of Jesus, that blood righted over that sin, and because of Jesus' blood, and that sin's removed, and now I'm back in fellowship with who? Kateloo, with Jesus. Amen. There's that redemption in it, because he tied me back. Number five. You see how all of these build? Which one of them you want to kick out? Number five, forgiveness. Which one you want to kick out? You want to kick out their redemption? You want to kick out chosen? You see how valuable it is with chosen and how every spiritual blessing is in Christ and how that forgiveness of sins. In Psalms 103, verse 3, he forgives all sins as far as the east is from the what? West. He forgives all those sins. So what does that do for me and you? Man, I'm blessed because he's already forgiven all those sins. And where were they forgiven? On the cross of Jesus and because of the blood. I don't have to live in shame. You hear that? I don't have to live in guilt. I don't have to live in envy. I don't have to live in jealousy. I don't have to live if, if what if, what if, what. I don't have to say that because I've been forgiven in Christ and I've been freed from that sin and that sin no longer has me captive. And that's why we get to praise him. Why would anybody pick people like you and me? Remember what Sprout said? Because of his grace. And number six, lavished his grace upon us. That word lavish is a 15-cylinder word with double knee action. What does it mean? I love it in a football game, and it's an exciting game, and it's down to about 10 seconds left in the football game. And the winning coach, some of his players grab that big old Gatorade bucket, about that big, it's huge, ice, cold Gatorade, and they take that, care of that Gatorade bucket, and what are they gonna do with it? They're gonna pour it on the coach. Goes down his neck, down his back, all over his drawers, all over everywhere, and all that sticky Gatorade is all over him. That's lavished. They lavished that Gatorade on him, and they lavished him because, hey, we got a victory here, coach, and everybody work together and work hard, and that's better than that, what we read right here. God has lavished his grace upon us. Still haven't deserved it, have I? Still haven't deserved being chosen. Still haven't deserved the redemption. Haven't deserved the forgiveness. But he lavished that grace. And you know why it doesn't make sense? Because you're not calling the shots. When we try to call the shots, what happens? Doesn't work, does it? Doesn't work. I remember when I was going to school. That was a long time ago. <coughs> Some of the classmates would get our test back from a test exam. Some of the classmates would run around 
What'd you get, Billy? What'd you get, Archie? What'd you get, Apple? Hey, Chicago, what'd you get? What kind of person's doing that? You know what I wrote on the top of my paper? Grace. Because that's the only reason I could sit in that class. That's the only reason I could push that pen. That's the only reason I could make a grade. That's the only reason that professor loved me enough to take care of me and move me on because of grace. And it wasn't the letter. It was a letter of grace, the word grace, because I was benefited because his grace. That happened to me one time in the class. You had to make a 70. I told you that story. You'll remember it. <clears throat> I had a 68 average. Had two more tests coming. I'm going to have to get with it to get that up to a 70. All I want to do is get out of there. You ever take a class like that? I said, man, I want to get out of this thing. All I, just give me a 70. Let me go on down the road. So I went to the dean. I said, hey, Hoss, I'm not going to make it. I want to graduate. You know what he told me? He said, don't worry about it. I looked at him kind of funny. Don't worry about it. You do the best you can. He said, that professor can't pass his own test. <laughs> so I didn't worry about it, but I did, didn't I? So the next test, I made a 69. <clears throat> Not good enough average, is it? Because I need a what? I need a 7-0 to make it. Third test. Another 69. So I went back to see the dean. <clears throat> He took out this whiteout bottle. What do you do with that whiteout bottle? He blotted it out, and he, what did he write in there? Grace. He wrote the grade that I needed to graduate, to pass, and, and then he asked this question. He said, hey, baby, what did I tell you to do? No, worry about it. Tell me that wasn't grace. And here's some other classmates that did the same thing that I did. They had to repeat the class. Did I ever tell them what he did for me? Nope. <laughs> but I can tell you to define the grace of God in my life, just in a, in a test. But even better than that, the redemption, the forgiveness that he's given me, number seven on your paper. <clears throat> Made known to us the mystery. <clears throat> the mystery. Mystery is a truth that is once hidden. And now it's made known. It's made known. And it's all purposed in Christ. The mystery is made known in Christ. And the, and the mystery is God's plan running in our lives. And running together in the body of Christ in His plan. You know, we can look around the room and we can see some people say, how did they get here? Where have they been? What's been going on? R.C.'s going to be praying here a little bit. He's going to be praying for some families that have COVID. And there are several that are having it in the arena that you and I know. And this person over here may have COVID, but you don't know who they've, who they've infected over here. Or the person over here. And that's how, but the plan is what God's going to do with that and what we're going to do with it 
Am I going to keep submitting and obeying, or am I going to blame? Am I going to get pat mad at that person over there or that child in school, and they get come down with it, and they test positive, and they're going to get mad at the school. They're going to they're going to holler at the school board. They're going to holler at administration. They're going to holler at the popo and the fire department and everything else. Is that the way we operate with people of grace? <clears throat> but God's mystery fulfilled. And now he makes it known to us. And here's a beautiful part about the mystery. Neither Jew nor Gentile, all are one in Christ. Isn't that good news? That is good news. All are one in Christ Jesus. Ever since sin came into the world, the world has been falling apart. What do we usually hear today? Hey, this world is falling apart. It's been falling apart since, what's their name? Who did it start with? Adam and Eve. Somebody told me that Adam and Eve was told not to eat of that tree. And this guy said, you know what I think that tree was at that time? Satan. A tree of knowledge and good and evil. He said, don't eat of it. If you eat of it, you're going to what? I don't know if that's the case, but it's interesting that that's the point because how many times you and I get involved in sin because we knew we shouldn't have eaten of that. <clears throat> we shouldn't have partake in that situation. And here we are. Ever since Adam and Eve, the world has decayed. And then who killed his brother? What's his name? Cain. And then what Cain say? I'm not my brother's. And what happened after that? And people try to maintain their unity, and so they're going to build this tower to Babel in Genesis chapter 11 because they want to be... You see all the disobedience that's going on already, Cain and Abel? Now we've got old Adam and Eve because they disobeyed. Has it stopped? The world has still been in uproar, but who still has continued to give us grace? And Adam is called alongside to break down that barrier between Jew and Gentile. But in Jesus, we've got the complete package that wasn't that eternal purpose that God has given us. Number eight on your paper. Because he has given us, he's provided an internal, internal what? Inheritance. I told you this story and I'll tell it to you again. Because one thing you remember are stories. Years ago, my wife and I brought my favorite mother-in-law in to live with us. She passed. She died. Somebody in the congregation asked my wife, said, did she leave me some money? Why that question? <laughs> I love it. But you know what? This inheritance is for who? Those who are in Christ Jesus, that internal, internal, you know, the riches that we have before God. Number nine, he has sealed us. Man, that's powerful, isn't it? He has sealed us with what? The Holy Spirit of promise. Number 10, verse 14, guarantee. Guarantee inheritance. God's glory starts with him. And since God's glory starts with him, then everything I have in Christ, 
Everything revolves about, don't forget this one, okay? Everything revolves about his death, his resurrection. Without his death, without his resurrection, and therefore Romans chapter 6, I'm buried into Christ, and by the blood of Christ, I'm, my sins are washed away because of the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary. Amen? There is God's glory. And without Christ, I never receive that forgiveness of sins, that remission, that redemption, that guarantee of that inher eternal inheritance. Guarantee? Lay some money down. You're going to buy that product. You're going to buy that car. You're going to buy that boat. You're going to buy that shirt. And you say, well, I need some guarantee. I need some earnest money. Earnest money. And there's a guarantee, the Holy Spirit, that inheritance. That inheritance for all who obey him. That's good news, isn't it? That is good news for all of us that we get to sing his praises and give praises to Almighty God. And he provides that for us. I just need to surrender. Amen? Because sometimes I go down the wrong trail and I need to stay on the trail of praising, don't I? Keep praising him. Keep praising him. <clears throat> Even though it's difficult along that trail, get back on the trail and I keep praising him. There are some great reasons why we get to praise. Praise our Father. Let's pray. Father, thank you for showing up in our lives and reminding us how we get to praise you today. And not only just worshiping you, but Father, we want to honor you every day, every second. We want to honor you in the way we drive, <clears throat> the way we talk, the way we speak, and how we show grace to our neighbors. And somebody who pulled out in front of us, we show grace and somebody got a raise, and we didn't get a raise, and we show grace. And somebody got picked, and I wasn't chosen till later, and we show grace. Thank you, God, for showing grace to us and loving us every day, every second, every blessing that's in your son Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing.